Yeah. So you have to ask head. your question again. How did you meet Will? I met him Cinco de Mayo, um, 2016, maybe? I think 2016. Yeah. Wild. Just, yeah, and I thought that he was one of my friend's friends. <laughs> but we didn't, nobody knew each other, did they? I think we just started partying together. The only person I knew was Kiana. And I didn't know Kiana. Yeah. Wow. I, I think Ke- it was probably like seven of us or something. Yeah. And it was Cinco de Mayo, and Kiana knows I love tequila. And we was going to go somewhere for Cinco de Mayo. And I was about to say, no, El Patron is packed. It was packed over there. She said, no, I got my homeboys there. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Justin. So she Justin. did know Justin. No, yeah, she knows oh, her okay. and Justin know each other. Okay. And she was like, my boy Justin's there. We can just go. And I was like, all right. And then we got there. And all of y'all was already there. But I only knew Kiana, though. Hmm. I just figured all of y'all knew each other, though. I had just met Fantasia that night. Her name's Fantasia. Zantasia. Zantasia. <laughs> <laughs> I had just met her she, that night. Don't want me, then don't talk to me. <laughs> oh my God. No, I automatically thought Zannies. She you said Fantasia. Zantasia. I was like, oh, right, Zantasia. Don't want me, then don't talk to me. <laughs> yes, I, I had just met her that night, and of course I knew Justin. Was Ian there, I think, maybe? Chanel? Chanel Lisa. was. I think me and Justin was the only guys there. Oh, okay, so Ian yeah. was not. Me and Justin was the only guys, and it was the you, Chanel, Zantasia, Kiana, and it was one more other girl, but I don't Lisa. remember. Yes. Lisa. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was y'all five girls, five women, five females. Women. That <laughs> was funny. <laughs> he went through a process. But he purposely went back to female because we just <laughs> talked about that earlier. It was five fe- women. And uh, us that two night? guys, yeah, yeah that night. So where, anyway. where was it at El Patron? Yeah. Oh, okay. And we partied there. That's back when El Patron was live. Mm-hmm. El Patron's yeah. so good right now. We were so for hours. Yeah, we was there drinking a lot. We had a lot of tequila shots and margaritas that night, and then we left and went uh, to Midtown. Oh, we did. We sure did. <laughs> we was lit. <laughs> that was back in the day when I would keep going to places. Man. These days, I go to one spot. Then I was going to be like, what are we doing this weekend? But I guess nothing. And I go to one spot. If it's after nine, I only go to one spot after nine. That's when you like, come on. I was like, well, let me hurry up before he gets sleepy. Right. I don't even remember like us exchanging numbers that yeah. night. Yeah. So how did the relationship continue? I think Snapchat. We were friends on Snapchat. Maybe? I think we added each other on Snapchat. I think that's yeah, we probably added each other on Snapchat, and then after like a couple weeks or something, it was like, yeah, let's hang out. Mm-hmm. And then I started inviting her to like my chicken and liquor oh, Saturdays yeah. and all of that and stuff. Like I don't remember the first time we ever hung out. Like one on one hung out or or just the the first oh. time we hung out after that period. Hmm. It's kind of a mesh because it was. Uh, yeah, I literally cannot remember um, at all, to be honest. That's when did crazy. you graduate with your master's? 2011. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. You got yeah. your master's in 2011? Yeah. I got mine in 2013. So you're what? 30, I don't know. You're 33. Same age. No, we're the same age. Yeah, I just turned 23. Well, I said, first off, I said 33. <laughs> oh! I didn't think that I was. No, I'm 31. I was about to say but she was 23. But if you identify as 23, then that's hold up. I was about to say she was 23. She's lying. Wait, is it? No, okay. I was saying how old was I when I graduated. Oh, so I no, said, no. I was, I was trying to do the math. Um, because Will it's is six years older than me. She said she's 23. She said 23. She's lying. And I'm 23. Sorry. So, she. She's lying. She got her master's early. We're the same age. That's why it was different. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because when did you graduate? Undergrad. I graduated a year late from undergrad in 2011. Really? Yeah. See, I was 2010. I graduated a year late because um, it was was like two and a half weeks before graduation. I was supposed to graduate in 2010. And I remember, and I remember someone from the uh, registrar's office called me, Ooh. and she was like, "Hey," and she was like, "Hey, is this Will Thomas?" I'm like, "Yes, ma'am." She's like, "So," <laughs> she said, uh, "She was like, she said, you're supposed to be graduating uh, in a couple weeks, right?" I said, "Supposed to." <laughs> what you know? Oh, I, I what you know? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, "No, I'm I'm graduating oh. in a couple weeks." She was like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's the only sign I heard. I remember I was walking home from work. I worked at the gym on campus, Preston Center. 
I was on my way home from work to my apartment. I had already sent that invitation. No, no, damn. no damn. And uh, I was walking home. Remember that? It was a great day. It was beautiful. The weather was nice outside. As as Cardi mm. B would say, what was the reason? <laughs> and, yeah, I was enjoying life like a motherfucker. I'm, like, I'm graduating, everything's good. Oh. And she said, "Hey, you're supposed to be graduating." No, no, I'm I'm graduating. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Sure." sighs> I was like, uh, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> she said, um, "It doesn't appear you have the right amount of hours." I'm like, "What do you mean?" I I do. She said, "Well, there was a new rule uh, that was inducted this year." If you have like, and she gave me a list. If you have these particular majors, you gotta have this amount of hours with your minor. I said, well, no one ever told me that your advisor was supposed to tell oh, you. That's this was why I don't like said, academic well, advisors. My advisor didn't tell me. I'm like, well, I shouldn't suffer for her mistake. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to graduate. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. So well, if you don't want your minor, you don't want your So we spoke all that, and I'm like, damn, I gotta call my mama and tell her like I'm about to be the first man in the family to graduate from college, like. I don't Not know how yet, this is gonna happen. Tickets so, already purchased, man. Right. So I called my mother and told her, and she said, "Well, you know, things happen." And I was what? like, "Wait a minute." I hate when parents are cooler than you. But I was yeah, shocked. Right. I was gonna go off for me. Not there. Well, all right, but, baby. No, you know, no, I'm pissed. I was shocked. Like I thought that she was like gonna be pissed, gonna yes. wild out on her. But that helped me calm down. Like, and okay. she's like, I "Well, you know, that. well, you know, God works in crazy ways, baby. Like, this just ain't your time to graduate." Like, she didn't want to come to graduation. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't buy her ticket yet anyway. Was like, dang, thank God. Oh shit! Right, I ain't about to dress nothing. But it's crazy because, cause she was like, "It just, it just ain't your time to graduate yet." Like. That's just the way life works. It's probably gonna be something better to happen for you if you wait and graduate. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I ain't gonna lie, I was like, this bitch tripping. <laughs> Whoa! My mama tripping. Fuck out of That's here. Real. I'm graduating in a couple weeks. That's Fuck real. you, Sylvia. I'm graduating. <laughs> I didn't. So, <laughs> but the crazy thing is, because I've waited, so, okay, I'm gonna tell you a little story. I'm not trying to talk too much, but. I respect it. You're doing okay. great. Thank you, you are doing great. So. But if I so because I waited to graduate because of that moment, mm-hmm. I waited to graduate, and because I waited to graduate, my supervisor that I worked in the gym at, mm-hmm. she came into the office. She's like, "Hey, I know, aren't you graduating? There's a woman that needs some graduate assistance, and I know you need help paying no, for uh, for grad school. And but if I would have graduated when I was supposed to, yeah. I wouldn't have had help to pay for grad school. Exactly. And oh, so, that is good. And so I got that position." And then because I got that position, I it literally brought me here to Florida because the woman that was looking for graduate assistance is my boss now in Trinity, who she hired me as a grad assistant. And then now I'm here because, not because, like, just because she's here, but I would have never known about this job yeah. if it wasn't for her. So, actually, if I would have graduated when I wanted to graduate, I wouldn't be here in Florida now. And if I never came to Florida, I wouldn't have a podcast. I wouldn't do t-shirts. I wouldn't be doing all the community work that I do. I wouldn't have lost all the weight that I lost. So it's actually... Why do you think so? No, I definitely wouldn't have. Like moving to Florida, like I had I had lost about 30 pounds before I moved here. Mm-hmm. But moving to Florida, like the weather's nice. Mm-hmm. I wanted to wear tank tops. Like the weather's warmer for like nine, ten months out of the year and stuff. So I can wear shorts and tank tops and stuff. And just moving here, like, I didn't know anybody my first um, couple months. Mm-hmm. So, because I moved here, I didn't have nothing to do but to oh. work out and stuff and be and get into my creative endeavors. Mm-hmm. So, because I got here, I got into working out a lot more and to all my creative endeavors. If I had, if I would have graduated when I wanted to graduate, I probably would have settled for a job around Kentucky, Tennessee, mm-hmm. Indiana, and I wouldn't have grown as much as I as I've grown here. Like moving here, I opened my my mind, my eyes to different religions, to different to different people from different backgrounds. It helped me learn that growing up, I was low key homophobic growing up. Growing up really? in a black church, hell yeah, growing up in a black church, you probably gonna be a little homophobic. <laughs> when did you become probably. friends with Ricky then? Ricky First of all, we don't just drop names on this podcast. Okay, so let's just pause. Now everybody knows who Ricky is, so thing, I'm just playing. Oh, because I, I was about to say you've been identifying yourself so hard. I'm like, can you stop? Now everybody doing knows that? who I am. I'm oh, okay, I don't, great. I don't give a shit. Good, um, good. And you don't work there no more, so it's fine. And even when I did work there, fuck them. Um, but anywho, <laughs> but I yeah, mean, when did y'all you don't know where I previously worked at, but fuck them. But they, but, um, but you, 
Ricky, me and Ricky, <laughs> me and Ricky got cool <laughs> sophomore year of college when oh, we took college. a Spanish class together. Okay. And uh, we took a Spanish class because his mother was dating uh, some Hispanic guy. And I remember he didn't do none of the homework. And because he was like, this dude wants me to like him. So I just give him all my homework. He does my homework for me. And I was back there struggling. I, was, <laughs> I, had a, I had a thank you guys see in that class. It was a thank you guys see. Like, what does that mean? Like, it means that I passed it. By the grace of God, I passed oh, that class because mm-hmm. I struggled in I that shit. All I remember is Feliz Cumpleaños and Mira. Mira? Look, uh, you're your favorite thing to say. Mira, 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 mira. Uh-uh, no, no, mira, mira. No. I love saying mira. Because Hispanic people are shocked when I say mira. They be talking in Spanish and all this stuff. I'm like, mira, mira. And they're like, mira, mira. But uh, anyway, so I met Ricky, Ricky in the Spanish class when I was dating my ex-girlfriend. We were struggling in this Spanish class. And he was just having a good time, not doing none of the work because his mother's boyfriend was doing all this shit. And his cousin, we lived in the same dorm as his cousin. Not with him, like though. And we lived in the same door as his cousin, and we got cool with his cousin. And then because of that and the class, we got cool with Ricky. And then he ended up moving in the same dorm next year. Mm-hmm. And this is back when Ricky Resident didn't hall? know. This is, no, I said dorm, nigga. Resident and hall? Dorm. And this is back when Ricky didn't know that any of us knew he was gay. I don't even think he knew he was gay then. He probably And then not. when he finally told me he was gay, it wasn't until we moved to Tallahassee years later. He's like, yo, we'll, uh, I'm gay. We was like, we know. Like, you just finding out we've been known this, bro. So, so yeah. what was your development or what was your time? So, you said you were homophobic growing up. I didn't say I was homophobic, I said low key. You were low key homophobic <laughs> growing up. At what point did you realize, hey, I was homophobic growing up? That doesn't really align with my values now and my relationships now. Like, what was that? When I moved to Florida as a grown man. It went oh, until wow. I was like 25, 26. Yet you realized you're low-key low homophobic yeah. at growing I up. I had to move away. I had to get to um, Florida and move away from everybody that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Because I learned, at least for me, being around all those people, their voices were the voices in my head. Mm-hmm. They overcrowded my own voice. And my relationship with God and my relationship with God was my mother's relationship mm. with God, my sister's relationship, true. all mm-hmm. of them. I did what they told me to do. That's real true. And I never, I couldn't hear my own voice in my head because I always heard their voice That's no right. matter what. So I had to get away. Like, not everybody's like that. People can be themselves growing mm-hmm. up around those people. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was until I was at least 26, 27 years old. Like, mm-hmm. I thought I knew who I was, but... I definitely didn't. But when you moved at 25, you didn't know that you had to get away, right? No, hell no. Those are just things you learned. When I moved here at 25, I had been applying for jobs around Kentucky because I didn't think that I could make it being away from everybody that I grew up around. I I thought that moving... I never saw myself living in Florida. I thought that... Same. I would have thought I'd be in Indianapolis, Mm. um, Nashville, Cincinnati, something Something that's in driving distance of everybody that I grew up around. I was so scared, but I feel like um, the universe works in crazy ways, and I feel like the universe closed every single door that I was trying to get through and only left the door to Florida open, Yeah. and the universe was like, look, bro, if you want to get to where you want to be and where I want you to be, mm. you got to choose my door. Yep. You can't choose the doors that you want. Same I was trying to go through the doors that I wanted to go through, and I thank God that I didn't, And which is crazy because when... The day that I came, so the day that I got back from interviewing here in Florida, I got fired from my job at Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Went to the, my life, man, I felt so fucking horrible. I went to the unemployment office. I'm like, bro, I got two fucking degrees, all these internships. And I'm at the unemployment office. So I went to the unemployment office and the woman, uh, so I talked to this woman and I ended up getting a job at, there's this, it's called Houchins Industries. Mm-hmm. And basically Houchins is a family that owns a lot of stuff in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And this family has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so I worked for Houchins Industries. And I remember sitting in there, it was like seven other people that went to the unemployment office. We're packing envelopes and everything. And we're doing like mail runs. Mm-hmm. How yeah. do y'all pronounce envelopes? <laughs> envelopes. Envelopes. I'm the only one. Okay, well, <laughs> envelope. What do you envelopes. say? Envelopes. 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 You know what? Sorry like, well, to, to change the story, but I had so, a friend, a coworker, the guy I was talking about earlier. Uh-huh. I told him the face wash is called Noxzema. He said no, it's called No Eczema. I said no. <gasps> <gasps> Oh, it's not. <laughs> he said no. You got no. It's E C 
Z eczema. He said no, it's no eczema. He was like, I'm telling you. He was like, you guys are saying it wrong, Americans. I'm like, hold up. First of all, you're an American. There is a word that is like it envelops the whole situation. I know I say a lot of things wrong. Anyway, I think you just say them your way. That part. We know what you're saying. Exactly. So, anyways, I'm in her packing these. Like them chairs, them chairs over there. I'm uh packing the envelopes over there, and a woman. So someone comes in there. It's like Will. I'm sorry, you said. Someone comes in there, and um, they're like, Will, someone's on the phone for you. I'm like, Who the hell knows I'm here? What the fuck's going on? So I go answer the phone. It's a woman from the unemployment office. It was like, Hey, Will, um, we have another job opportunity for you. She was like, You are too good to be there. You like, you went to college. You have these degrees. Like, you're overqualified for where you are. I was like, you see it too. <laughs> so she was like, so where I was paid like nine dollars an hour, and she said, well, we can get you a job at uh, Fruit of the Loom. Fruit of the Loom headquarters is in Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. So she's like, we can get you a job at Fruit of the Loom. It pays fourteen dollars an hour. I said, okay, what time I gotta be there? <laughs> and she was like, and I said, yeah, I'll take it. She said, all right, you gotta be there at six a.m. tomorrow. I said, oh shit, six a.m. <laughs> but I was like, fuck it. So I was, But you know what's so funny about that? You have done that in this previous job all the time. I show hell. So I didn't know that so back then. Funny. Back in 2013, I didn't know I could just be getting up for 6 a.m. And I do this shit all the time here. Yeah. But it wasn't normal back then. <laughs> but yeah, I started that job or whatnot. Um, I started that job and worked there for like a couple months or whatever. <laughs> but um, so I got that job. And then um, while I was working there is when I, so I got fired from Enterprise, got the job at Fruit of the Loom and uh, got the job at Fruit of the Loom. And then um, while I was working at Fruit of the Loom, they called me FSU to, oh uh, shit, I may say that. I don't work there no more, so oh well. But they called me to offer me the job at the university here. And uh crazy thing is, so the day they called me to offer me the job and then like the next day I received in the mail my um my contract my letter my oh. offer my offer letter I had to sign it and send mm-hmm. it back literally cause I had went to a lot of interviews that summer and so literally as soon as I put it back in the mail to mail it back to oh, him I got yeah. a call from another job there in Bowling Green and they called me and was like hey uh, we want to offer you this job and I felt good as hell. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I already, uh, I'm moving to Florida. So, um, That's fuck y'all. Shit. But no, I was like, no, I'm good. They said, oh, where'd you get a job before? And I told them, they said, oh, wow, that's incredible. That's a very good place. Like, I'm happy for you. I'm sorry that you can't take this job, but I'm happy for you. But I felt like I was supposed to end up here because, like, all of the stuff that happened, like, all the biggest blessings in my life has been from stuff that wasn't, like, on purpose. Right. It wasn't from anything that I planned. Literally everything was from like accident. Mm-hmm. So like as soon as I put that letter in the mail, I signed my letter. Literally, no lie. I put it in the uh, mailbox to send it and I get in my car on my way home. I get the phone call and they try to offer me a job. If I would have got a job in Bowling Green, it would have been cool at all. But I wouldn't have grown as much as I have here. I wouldn't have lost the weight that I've lost. I wouldn't have done 90% of the things that I have done here. I've grown up so much here. I would have been stuck in a bubble. I would be like a hella mama's boy. I would have been yeah. going... Like, if I stayed in Bowling Green, because Bowling Green was boring as hell, I would have been married with kids and sad as shit. And <laughs> I would have settled. I would have settled for a woman that I did not want to be with. I would have settled for a woman that I would not want to be with, just to go with whatsoever. Just I would have literally, if I didn't leave, I would have my life would have just been going through the motions, going mm-hmm. through the things that my mama told me that I should have been doing. What society tells you're supposed to do? You're supposed to be married by this age. You're supposed to start a family by this age. You're supposed to uh, supposed to buy a house by this age. You're supposed to be just enjoy your job. Be grateful you have a job. Mm-hmm. Like they wouldn't care about happiness. Like. Like I've learned so much. Like I didn't like I would have learned that how close minded I was growing up. I was very close minded. I didn't know people. It's like we said yesterday, somebody yesterday, um, what would you have changed about your childhood? I would have traveled mm, yeah. a lot more. Traveling is like the cure to a lot of close mindedness. It's the oh, cure sure. to hatred. Okay, study abroad. Like you meet <laughs> people you meet Honestly, pe- you meet people from all these different backgrounds and you realize we're all way more similar than I thought. Mm-hmm. Like we're all hella similar. Like it's you can be you can be Muslim, you can be atheist, you can be Asian, you can be Canadian, whatever the fuck you are. You can be from <laughs> different. You, genres. Can, be, you <laughs> can be from Bolivia, wherever the fuck you're from. But 
you can be from Bolivia and be a black person and y'all fry chicken, but you pour the oil in a glass and keep it to fry something else in it next week or something. Like, we all are hella similar. And I wouldn't have known that if I would have got a job in Nashville or Bowling Green and just stayed where I was. So, hmm. that's why I just, whenever, like, shit gets rough and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen. I just be like, it's going to work out as long as I do my part. Because, I mean, all the, the best things in my life have come from just random shit. I like that you have that perspective because I'm currently on a journey now where I am... I don't know what's about to happen. And I'm just like, Lord, there it is. I just told my apartment complex on July 30th mm-hmm. that I'm not going to be re-signing the lease. My lease is up September 28th. Where are you going? <laughs> Only God knows. Right. I'm trying to go to Atlanta. I already okay. told you, whatever. I've been applying for jobs up there. Uh-huh. Um, nothing's popped off yet. I just started this new position within the same department, you huh. know, whatever. But I'm just like... I don't know. I'm just here. So my question, so if you say your lease ends at September 28th, yep. but you just started this new position in your department, mm-hmm. What? so what would you do? And I, I ask this question just, just for my own curiosity because I know that like even when we're faced with things that we, we don't know is going to happen, we'll work it out either way. But what would you do if something in Atlanta still didn't pop off by September, 20, September 28th? What's your plan? I saw this apartment complex. And I was like, it's all right. Oh, man. I get it, I guess. I get that apartment. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't want this anymore. Yeah, I don't you want don't. Tallahassee. Oh, I don't okay. want criminal justice anymore. You don't? No, like. Don't and that's what's so. Details. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't. Just don't say your job. Yeah, you better, yeah. you're a federal employee in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to do over here, that y'all. anymore. Um, I'm. I do stand-up comedy. I'm an actor. I'm a writer. Yeah. And like you know I'm what's so funny? Real. When you came to the pool that day, <laughs> Will I introduced you as a comedian. I like, I didn't yeah, even know literally. you <laughs> Yeah, I think you have, I do you have a husband and partner. Just me and my puppy. Someone, oh, and your puppy. Well, someone else is a comedian at, at, a, at another place. But John? Okay. You're recording, but yes, John. Okay. I mean, John is a basic ass name, so. It is. I mean, yes, John. Um, I was telling, I was telling um, her that because she was saying she is a stand-up comedian. And I was saying, well, it's so funny because you that's, that's, yeah. how, that's how you introduced me to her anyway. So I never even knew that you had oh, yeah. criminal justice. So like, I think I say that. To when say I see that her, I see more too. of comedian and yeah. not her other job. That's yeah. why I introduce her as that way. Right. And that's my passion. That's what I want to pursue. Uh-huh. And it just becomes like a thing where, not to go into details of my last position with this agency, it's, she was catching perverts. It's a bunch of yeah, oh. yeah. That that was my job Dang. for several years in she, different capacities. Yikes. But she was that, catching perverts, y'all. <laughs> that could be heart throbbing, man. At the beginning, it was when I was working investigations directly and uh-huh. directly dealing with suspects. Um, but in the last two and a half years, I've been a little bit more hands off and dealt more with law enforcement. Mm. Um, Do you get personnel to it at this point? I kind of. So I, I, I like that you said you're not interested in criminal justice anymore because that goes back to my second question of, so I said, how did you get into criminal justice? So now it has evolved to how did you get in it and what has been this journey for you leaving it or about to leave it, whatever? So it's it's one thing that I like. I, my family's police and military, my dad. So um, <laughs> it's kind of like there's that passion or thrive and drive within me to want to protect and want it to help and mm-hmm. wanting to make things better, make the world a better place. Yeah. Um, there's that. And that was the criminal justice uh, angle. Like I told you, I went to one university mm-hmm. starting with that, but at the heart of me, I'm a researcher and I like to, you know, delve deeper into things mm-hmm. and understand the who, what, why, when, and how. So that's when I, transferred over to the different university and Mm -hmm. went for criminology so like that kind of fit me better um but if you had told me at 18 that I wouldn't be like sworn by now Mm. I'd be like oh you're a liar honey I don't know (laughs) where you come from but you're a liar go back yes go back take it back um that's the devil yeah (laughs) so like now like and I did try to pursue the sworn 
route or whatever and just it just wasn't meant to be mm-hmm. like every time something happened it was like a almost thing mm-hmm. and it's just like you've got the degrees and you've got the recommendations and you've got this and you got you know everything comes up and it's just like oh I would have loved to have you but or oh. you know it's like you're like yeah. that they're only taking five people and you're the sixth person like yeah. that kind of thing kept happening and it was just like is this not meant for me like is it something I'm not supposed to do and I'm so grateful that it happened because it it took me again <laughs> I moved my family's not from here mm-hmm. so it being an 18 I was away from them anyway mm-hmm. and I was coming from Texas when I actually graduated from high school um and that's a big mo yes <laughs> the rapper that's what they call it never heard that but um yeah so like this you know whole coming to florida was a whole new world for me too and um i forgot the purpose of saying that sorry we got distracted Uh, you you, you were talking about like moving away from your parents and and you're happy you did it oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so i feel the same way sorry back on track feel the same way that will feels like that young man here feels that <laughs> you can, everybody knows me on this podcast. Okay, I probably Southside. Really Southside. <laughs> that um, you know, different things or different obstacles are placed in front of you, and it's just not meant for you, or like you don't know what's about to happen, and things just kind of collide and work out for the best or whatever. But because even with the transfer. I did everything I was supposed to do. I focused and worked a year to get my GPA where it needed mm-hmm. to be and, and did all this stuff to get the transfer. And I went and took the papers and they were like, oh, we're not accepting any more transfers. What? Left the building. Boohoo cried in the car. Of the course. lady calls mm-hmm. me back and she says, oh, I just wanted to tell you, you submitted your application like a day before the actual deadline. Oh. So we're going to process your so application. So someone lied to you? Well, the Not lady, I, I don't know if it was a lie or if it like legit was like, you got one day or whatever. Oh. And I'm so glad they called you. Oh my gosh. And I was accepted or whatever. And then I got into the little program and stuff Turned like that. But you. it's just so many things. And then with the graduation, yeah. I was going to graduate that summer mm-hmm. after we came back. And... Um, I studied abroad that summer, so when I came back, I was supposed to graduate. Where'd you study abroad? At? Israel. Oh, mm. nice. That yeah. is crazy. Mm. That's yeah, so crazy. Mm. But um, we studied. We spy, uh, were supposed to graduate. <laughs> Legit. <That part. laughs> Legit. Um, yeah, so I was supposed to graduate that summer, and then the professor was like, "No, I don't think that you understand the, what's going on." And blah blah blah. And keep in mind, I had been in Israel all mm. summer. You know what I mean? Working on my um, my paper, my master's thesis, and everything oh, like that. Okay. Yeah, I was working on that all year. So <clears throat> he wasn't available for meetings and stuff like that. Like it was just miscommunications back and forth. So finally he was like, yeah, I don't think so. So I'm not going to approve your paper to take to the board. Hadn't read it or anything. So then I get to meet, I get to meet up with him the week before graduation. Salty as F mm-hmm. and hurt as F. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and talk to him. And he's like, he's just like, we sat and talked and I was talking about everything and where I wanted to go with my paper and stuff like that. And he goes, oh my gosh, I thought you didn't understand the material. I'm seeing now that you have a clear understanding. I am so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. And I literally, I couldn't speak. I just sat there and stared at him like, I will kill everyone in this facility. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, it just... Honestly, it was well, all of me to Why did he think him. you didn't understand the material? You we didn't hadn't read even my paper. Met, yeah, we hadn't even met up or anything like that since I'd been back. He was, oh, I'm out of town for two weeks and this and that. And da, 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 da. So I couldn't graduate that summer. So for... Oh my God. Which I was moving out of my, my um, apartment in mm-hmm. student housing and everything like that moving out of my apartment moving out and everything like that I had to go back home to my parents and at this point he's like so take dissertation hours for this next semester so the fall semester and then do what because i already wrote all this i just went ahead and made it even prettier added a little pizza, pizza, pizza to it <laughs> and you know i don't know i didn't even i was expecting a fight when it came to the board and everything mm. like that nothing it was just like i don't know if i had made it extra you know what, mm. whatever but presented it and i was good to go and i was able to graduate but i didn't have a job i was searching all that fall mm-hmm. for a job mm-hmm. well i had searched that summer and fall for a job couldn't find anything my current job called me in october to say we like you. We're going to run background. Okay. Like I said, my dad's military. Mm. I've lived in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. They did not approve my background, and I did not start work until the beginning of December. My birthday is December the 4th. Yes. I started like that next Monday. Shout I had to take to my Jay-Z. first. 
December that 4th. That is Jay-Z's birthday. That is, yep. Sagittarius. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to You're start adorable. that. So like, like I said, I wouldn't have gotten this job with this oh. this agency because, like I said, from October to December, and like I said, I had my birthday. I started that next Monday at the job, and I had to take my first Friday off to graduate. Yikes. Yeah, it was. Wow. So like all the things like lined up or whatever. So like I'm with you on that with the whole I don't know what's going to happen. That's why it's like. Not gonna lie, there's like a little bit of right now, like I don't know what's about to happen. Uncertainty, yeah. yeah there's anxious, that. Un- there's anxiety, a, anxiousness, uncertainty, excitement. but but there is excitement. <laughs> yes, because I just want to see this. I just want to see my career in entertainment just take off. I don't want to. So yeah, do when this. when was the day or the moment or the t- or the time period where you felt that you were falling out of love with? criminal justice okay because um, I'm assuming you might have you probably doing comedy for a long time at this point right no I've, oh. I've only been doing stand-up for two years oh okay I've been writing oh yeah I've been writing for five six years maybe I can already feel it you about to be a show a writer on a show that's what I want that's black the dream girl sketch show. yeah black that's girl sketch show yeah. yeah that's the dream so when I moved to Pensacola like 26 yeah, 26 years old. Because it's so funny. Our lives are like yeah. in sync where oh. we made big moves around that time too. So I moved to Pensacola and I was, this became, this city became like a comfort zone because I'd been here since I was 18, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I moved away and again, I'm alone and, you know, further away from my family and stuff like that. So it kind of gives you time to reflect and mm-hmm. you know, go in and mm-hmm. see what, what really makes you happy. I had been writing in the closet. I wanted to study theater when I went to college. Me too. But my parents said, that's not a real degree. You need to get a real one. No shade to them because I get it. Like the older black family, you know, you're the first, you know, their child. You gotta go to college. You You gotta gotta go to college. Right. You gotta do the things that they, you know, weren't, didn't have the opportunity and that you've been blessed with this opportunity. Mm -hmm. They don't want you to waste it. So I get it. Yep. Um, so definitely fell through and went through like the quote unquote real job. Right. Um, and I like it and I like helping people. Like I said, I like doing all that, but it's not the passion. That's not the thing that moves me. Oh, okay. So I would write and I keep things in my closet and I just you know, have my little books. Like and Issa I Rae is a rapper? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Stupid. Yeah, I have everything Ooh. really like, right, everything like that. <laughs> so finally, when I moved, I told like my brother, I was like, I want to be a writer. Just, I put it out there like, I want to be a writer. Mm-hmm. To see what it's they say. Right. And my brother bought me two writing books. And this is my younger brother. Like a notebook to write in? Or there no. are writing books? Like books for like writing <laughs> screenplays and things like that. Yeah. 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 One of them is called the Screenwriter's Bible. So, um, basically just going, doing that and like getting some sort of acceptance even it's like on a small level. So then I was a little bit more confident to be like, Hey, I want to be a writer. Yeah. I'm going to write. Guys. Damn, I missed the prelude. She said her brother bought her two writing books. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. yeah so I, like gave me some sort of confidence to kind of say what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like started meeting a few people who were interested in those things or whatever. So it was like, oh, you, you like that too? But it was still kind mm-hmm. of like whispers and kind of, oh, you're into, you want to you wanna direct too? <laughs> I think that's so cool. Like, can you show me some stuff you've done? Like. Well, how do I do that? You know what I mean? Underground society. Yeah, like an underground whisper society. So when I moved back here, mm-hmm. I um, I was more vocal about it, although still kind of shyish and kind of reserved. And then at this point, the people I started college with moved away. Mm-hmm. And now I'm starting a whole new thing with the people the at... Yeah, in the same town with the people at, like, my job in the professional setting. Mm -hmm. We have, like, a prelude to what I do. Most people aren't into comedy and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like me being on my own. But I was like, doesn't matter. Got to hustle. Because I've already, like, like, okay, I put it out there. So Mm -hmm. I'm just right, 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 right. So, um. That's the late night one. What I I started going to, like, reaching out because I wanted to grow in that area and I want to meet other people who Mm -hmm. know about who care about this kind of thing you want to have people who have same interests around you so like I reached out or whatever and just kind of met people and um I I started going to comedy shows and I was like I think I can do that I I can do that it actually started I was on a set and acting is like standard there we are so like I was on a set 
and I met this comedian who shall remain nameless. Mm-hmm. And um, nameless because this podcast kind of after. Quit whispering. Yeah, a hundred percent after. Don't whisper. Um, but it was like, oh, right. it was like you know, <laughs> you could ghostwrite for me, and what? it was like what. Okay, so at the time, it was a huge compliment for me. Because um, it was like... I'm just trying to figure out who's going to pay you. Oh. Oh, I assumed that was going to happen. Okay. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. <laughs> I respect that. But it was like, oh, yeah, I just write them and you go up there and, like, make everyone laugh. But I know that it was mine and it was like, <laughs> you. I don't give a shit. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, I'm getting fine. my shit out there. So, yeah, and yeah. I was thinking, too, like, you think I'm good enough to, like, want that? To but represent it, you. Exactly. Right. So that's how I took it at first. And then it turned out to be a whole trying to F me kind of thing. And then it was like oh. manipulation. Yeah, there was like a whole lot of that. So I never oh, worked with him. They made me uncomfortable. So I didn't work with him. Me too. Um, right. <laughs> so, Hashtag me too. Right. So I, um, after that, I was like, if you think I'm good enough, then I know I'm better than can, what you think I am. I can do this my damn self. And plus, I'm better than you. Yeah. Ooh. So I was like, I can do this my damn self. So... I put on my big girl panties and I hit Love the stage. Love the big girl panties, man. Yeah, big Come girl panties. Yeah, they got all the way up um, here. Um, I love them. <laughs> and I fell in love. Oh. The first time I fell in love, and I don't even remember my first couple of seconds on stage. I blacked out. <laughs> but the video doesn't look like I did because like, I had my friend record it. But I I couldn't see anybody. Like it was just. And then all of a sudden, when I heard when I heard laughter. Everything came in focus, and I was like, "Get that energy! I love that!" Oh my gosh, I fell in love, mm-hmm. and it's been Zoom since so then. So that's the next step: stand-up comedy. That's the focal point, and we just gonna the do our day focal's job. Focal is not even stand-up. That's the sad part. Oh. So, like I said, acting and writing are a constant. Right now, I'm writing a web series, and I'm acting or whatever. What's a web and series? Says, Explain that to me. So, um, the series that you find on YouTube and stuff like that—they're usually twelve to fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the web series. Have you ever seen oh. Awkward Black Girl? Yes, like that is started as the web series. Black yeah. Girl. Mm-hmm. So, um, we'll have to talk more about this. Yes, of course. Inspiration, by the way, Issa. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so acting is a constant. I'm in a play right now. So, um, where do you do your plays and you can just give me, or where do you act in your plays and you can just give me an acronym? Because I'm sure I'll figure it out. So this one's gonna be. I can't say. Why don't you just wait be? till we get off the mic? Okay, okay, I'll show you. Yeah, I'll show you. But Sorry. Um, I mean, if you want to give where you're gonna be and put some, you marketing. say whatever you want to say. Oh, okay, like, so you're gonna be in a play. Yes, I'm gonna be in a play. It's called Big White House on the Hill. Um, it will be at. Um, we're gonna have it at Rickards High School. Hmm. We're gonna use oh, their Rickards. auditorium. Yeah, we're gonna use their auditorium. Is it a company? No, or, no. So, I, I, is it an actor's like, company or are you a part of a theater? No, I also okay. act. Hold on, before you get into all that. So that's that, why I want to. I act as well. Before I love acting. Before you get into all that, say where it's gonna be, when it's gonna be, and all of that yeah, information. Yeah, let's talk about that. I want to act so bad. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> so, So City Entertainment presents the Big White House on the Hill. So uh huh. Written and directed by Cameron Jones, based on the story of author Winifred Banks. By the way, Winifred Banks. Oh my gosh, she went through so much. This whole story. My character is Ella, her mother. And when I tell you this woman went through so much, it's a story about physical, mental, verbal Mm. abuse and just her overcoming and persevering after all of this and just kind of going in depth and everything like that. My character, like I said, she's her mother and she is very aggressive and everything else, but it's just, she has dimensions to her and it's, it's been exciting. It has challenged me as an actor to play this character and when I tell you I am so proud I haven't done stage since I was in high school or something so for me to go to this audition I auditioned for a small comedic mm-hmm. role like the comedic relief because I'm a comedian you know what I mean and to be offered the lead I can't even like I am so grateful and I do not want to let Miss Banks down that's where I am oh you've met oh yeah she oh. she comes to rehearsal she's Ooh. so kind she's so sweet she's so She's so strong. It's 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 a lot. Um, but I hope we make her proud. When when can I see the show? This will be October the 11th and 13th. Through the 13th, excuse me. Where at? Um, we're going to be having at Rickards High School Auditorium. <laughs> Bless you. Oh <my> <laughs> Bless oh <my> you. <laughs> Tickets can be found Jesus. on Eventbrite. 
Tickets can be found on Eventbrite, but um, like I said, that's Big White's, when the Big White it? House on the Hill, October 11th through the 13th. There we go. So yeah. I'll make sure I release this before October 11th. Thank oh, you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but yes, um, yeah, if you can come out and support that. But yeah, so this is a big project right now, and I'm really excited about that. Now that I know that you do the thing, I'm probably gonna bug you to like help me with lines and stuff like that, or give me your opinion about things. Yeah, I really need to be connected. So, I'm gonna change gears a little bit since we're sharing stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so, universe and the doors. Um, I think all my I agree with what Will said. Like everything, like great and special, and what was supposed to happen has been completely by accident and completely against my plan. Like. Mm-hmm. I think the universe has had to resist me because I'm so I'm such a planner. I'm so ambitious and I know what I want, although it might not be what's best for me or whatever. Um, so, but I'll just say the one story, which is me moving here. So I was in a long distance relationship and he lived in Atlanta and I lived in New York and I was not in the field I am in now, which I had my master's in this. Um, and so I, I know I wanted to return back to the field, but I also knew I wanted to go back down south because I'm yeah. from North Carolina. I don't mm-hmm. need to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Sorry. What is your master's in? My master's in higher education administration. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I started job searching. I was like, I'm same. I mean, but I moved to New York on the same whim that you're taking. I I was unemployed. I had been applying. I mean, I had been interviewing at places in New York, two to two places in New York. But I didn't know if I was gonna get a job. But I said. On August 5th, I'm moving to New York of last year. Um, so I did that, slept on the couch for a month, it all worked out, whatever. Um, so I was like, I actually, before 2019 even came into play, before I even really knew how much I hated New York City, it was December and I said, I know I'm gonna move this year. I don't know where I'm moving, I don't know when or why, but I'm moving. And so um, when I started job searching, I was looking in Atlanta. Like when I tell you, because I kept a list of all the places I applied to. When I tell you I applied to maybe 14, 15 jobs at three different universities in Atlanta. And I applied to one job here. Well, actually two jobs in this town. One at one institution, one at the other institution. Mm -hmm. And I did not get a call back for any of those Atlanta jobs. Ultimately, me and that person broke up. That's not the point. But the point is like, but the only I got a call back and an interview for technically two positions, and it was the one I have now. A call back in the interview, and my friend was the one that told me about this job because she was gonna take it, but she ultimately didn't come here. And she was like, "You should really apply to this." So I did. She told me about the apartment I have. I have a friend who has an apartment that's gonna be open. Ask about it. And now I got it. Um, and the funny thing is, like, although I never got any of those calls from Atlanta. Um, when I was like in the, um, I'd already interviewed for my position now and I was like in the waiting period, I got another call from the local HBCU and I was like, obviously this means that I was meant to be where we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just like cuts to what Will was saying, like going through this, this door and not any door, like the difference between my job search in 2018 and my job search in 2019 was that there were no other doors open for me that I could even think about going through. Whereas 2018, I really struggled a lot because I felt I had all these doors open and I didn't know where to go. To the And then it led me to the point where I only had to take one door. So I really um, thank God for not giving me as many choices this time. Um, but that's how I got here. But in terms of theater, I also wanted to major in theater and I wanted to double major sociology and theater because I started theater in high school and that was the first time like my my family is pretty introverted I'm pretty extroverted and I wouldn't say I'm a well I am a performer technically but like growing up it was never like a thing for me to be a performer I'm just like a large personality and talkative so I did two shows in high school and then I was like I love this absolutely love it musical theater it happened to be um and so then they they didn't take double majors they were like you gotta either be a major they didn't do doubles so I never got to do that so I never did a show in undergrad in grad school my second year in grad school on a whim I was like you know I just want to like get my toes wet and audition I didn't I didn't care if I got a part I was in grad school I was busy as hell and about to graduate so I auditioned for cabaret and I got um what's her name Fraulein Schneider okay so I was old lady yeah. Yeah, I can actually see it. That's mm-hmm. great. Oh, yeah, I am a old lady in heart. But so I was back in musical theater. It was amazing. I got to do um, old makeup, which I'd never been able to do before. And also, like, I had not been on the stage for like 
six years and it was just amazing mm-hmm. so then I'm, I'm moving to New York and I'm like I want to find an opera and I wasn't trying to be a full-time actor I don't I wanted to work my day job um, but like it's very hard to get connected in New York City because everyone's trying to make money from it I'm just trying to do a show after work so that didn't happen for me in New York City but like that in 2019 this year um, someone gifted me a backstage uh, subscription so I'm like trying to find auditions and like trying to do um, what do they call them Sh- not shorts sides I'm like doing sides for people nothing ever panned out and so but every every place I moved after grad school I knew that there had to be a theater because I know in my heart of hearts I love acting and I don't want it to stop so when we moved here I know they have a theater here um, I don't know if you've been involved with the theater, what you know about it. Um, but anyway, it's just cool to know that you've done acting and like you're a writer and stuff because I need to get connected with the, um, the playwrights and the actors in this community because I feel like I will shrivel up and die if I'm like not on the stage and long enough, like if I don't get back on the stage soon enough. I know what you mean. Yeah. We're going to feed it. Don't worry. We'll feed it. Thank you. We're going to feed right, that. next on the story, I guess. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, you know, I'm the baby of the group. So, there's that. Um, working on my master's now. But I moved here. I moved here a year ago from. <laughs> I moved here a year ago from July 7th. Um, so probably a little bit over a year now, like, uh, 13 months I've been in Tallahassee. Um, so I definitely think that it's a place of growth, um, for me. Um, wow. I have, I am very parent-based, so I'm attached to my parents. Um, well, my mom, my father passed away when I was 15. Um, so I, me and my mom are super close. Like I literally tell her everything, um, from like first kiss to everything. Um, you know, like I tell her she's like my confidant, like my backbone. Um, so for me, when I went to school, my undergrad, I was only, uh, maybe like three hours away from her, but I've always been a very independent person. That's just how I was raised to be. Um, I've actually been broken up with because I was too independent. They're like, yeah, I feel like yeah, I don't need you. And I'm like, Ooh, but I don't. I want you in my life. I don't need you in my life. Mm-hmm. But That's I'm, hard for some people yeah, to carry Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But my the God, the crazy thing is my grandpa told me, you should never tell that to someone. What? Like, you know, never make, like, your partner, your man, like, your whoever you're with ever feel like, you know, you don't need them in your life. Because people want to be needed. You know, I mean, we're, we're, true, we're selfish beings, and we want to make sure that, you know, if I'm needing you, you're needing me. Like, we're getting what we want from each other. And your want for me is a need. But it doesn't have to be a need. Like, and yeah, I think the word need is so strong. Yeah. Like, so, I, I want disagree. you in my life. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So, like, I've been I trying to... get around, like... Why would you? Why would I yes. want someone that I need? Yes. Yeah. Like, why would I? You I don't, don't know. I, I don't, don't want you it. to complete me. I want you to be a part of who, like yeah. this. I want you to be a part. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I don't need completion. I need, you know, I need the compatibility. I need the companionship. Um. So I always found that as a hard thing to do, and like being like an independent black woman, mm-hmm. like you know, always wanting to strive for that. It's been hard to like give guys the ability to feel wanted needed they are you know they need to get that in their you know so, but continue with your story i'm sorry <laughs> that's sorry, real that's real stuff though like that's a topic on its own so we'll get to, mm. we'll get back to that um but yeah so um me and my mommy have always been close but i've always ever wanted to work you know i've always wanted to have my independence so me moving even a couple hours away was like a new step for me and a new step in our relationship was actually i think strengthened it um so that was big and my mom has always wanted to move to texas and I wanted to move with her, but my thing was I knew that if I moved with her, I didn't never really claim my independence, like be by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving to Tallahassee was that big step for me because I came out here with no family, no friends, like mm. by myself. Yeah. Um, and actually one of my frats um, slash mentors um, introduced me to his boyfriend here. Mm-hmm. Um and actually, that's how I could have connected with Will. Um, so, a little caveat there. Willie really Southside. Willie really Southside. I'm so sorry. I actually met him and the group of friends, um, black, black friends, <laughs> at a pool party that um, Ashley was hosting at her house and everything. Um, and it was really awesome. Is that the, na- the day I met you? No, I didn't meet you. 
I mean, you yeah. had a pool party at Ashley. Definitely pool I mean, party. We had a lot of pool parties. I don't think that was the one. Oh. No, you. We no. met before. No, it was probably well, last summer. We had a lot of pool parties yeah. over there, though. Yeah. So it may not. You have had been just that moved when yeah, I just. I didn't know if yeah. that was like. The it was probably that the summer. It could have been. It could have been. It could have been. It could have been. Somebody was really um passed out at that one that I went to. Oh, in the pool? Yeah. On the just, yes. Yeah, okay. What? Who was that? Wow. She, uh, that's no longer lives here. Oh. Oh, She a little lady. lover. But yeah, so um, moving here. I know I hate him. Uh, moving yeah. here has been. I don't know what y'all talking about. Anyways, moving here has been um, definitely a growth for me. Um, TMI moment. I actually lost my virginity in January. Good for you. I mean, not to say that you need to. I respect that. But that for me was, you know, I've always been a sexual being. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's true. Like, I've always been interested in it. Like, in Uh the idea of sex as a whole. Uh And not even maybe, like, practicing it myself. But just, I've always been interested into it. it. You know, Um, I'm looking forward to the day I lose my virginity to carry on honey no you carry on you carry on ignore him (laughs) i don't even know that the mic caught that (laughs) i am um the disrespect (laughs) um so yeah that for me like even as like like a child like second grade third grade i knew how you can make a baby i was always been i just always was intrigued like i was always reading about and always knowing about and i actually used to want to be a sexologist Um, and that's something that i've still been interested in you know like i took a class um the psychology of sexual, yeah. so, um, human sexuality, um, yes. and it was a psychology class, and I loved it. I just love knowing it, and like the psyche behind it is even more intriguing. So definitely something. I have questions for both of you. Oh yeah, later. definitely something that I've always been fascinated with. So to be able to open that new realm was like a kind of a version of me finding myself in a way. So you wanted um, to? It wasn't like yeah, it was wanted happened. to. Yeah, oh, okay. and it was probably with the wrong guy because then you know now he's married, so that's awesome. He's married. Yeah, um, but you know. Probably need to scratch that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that. Drop that. Um, but yeah. Um, was you he know? married when you lost mm-hmm. your virginity? No. Oh wow. They he were together. Quit. Yeah, he does. Yeah, they got married like a month after that. They got engaged. But <clears throat> anyways, we're moving forward with that. Um, yeah, so definitely. But I think that even being in that kind of debacle, that kind of relationship has made me grow as a person. So I definitely think that being here has made me understand a new facet of my life. Because mm-hmm. I don't feel like I was ever lost per se, but I definitely feel like being here has strengthened the I don't knows and who am I portions. Mm-hmm. Um, being at an HBCU has made me grow in my wokeness. Um, being sexually active has made me grow with my body and like accepting who I am and kind of like, yeah, I want to get fit, but I still love who I am. Like, have to. I'm taking my news. I'm fired as fuck bitch <laughs> like you know so just like loving yourself and so definitely um claiming that claiming my sexuality claiming my independence it's definitely been something that's strengthened i when i first got here i definitely cried like for a month straight so i was just like i don't have any friends you didn't know yeah i don't know anyone and my job wasn't the best in the situation like they weren't communicating with me so i was like in my room for like two weeks and i'm just like so when do I start? My paperwork hasn't been processed. So I'm just waiting to start. And me coming from a sorority too, like having that, having people, I didn't have anyone to connect with yet. And I was just like, I lost all my limbs and what am I doing? Yeah. Um, so definitely was a new, a new perspective. And I'm an outgoing people person. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was forced to be introverted and that's not who I am. Do you think that in that moment of being forced to be uncomfortable yeah do you think that your growth stemmed from that oh for sure for sure i definitely feel like i have been able to value my self time and i think mm. that i've also learned how to say no to things Ooh, yes. um, so i have a lot of friends who are like let's that. do this i'm just mm. like no you know i actually want to be by myself I actually don't want to um and it's also more so strengthening that no like not making up a lie but saying no i really just want to be by myself mm-hmm. i don't want to go out mm-hmm. or not giving them the hope like yeah, maybe meet y'all there, but saying like no hard pass. Like I really just want to sleep. Um, so that's been that's been interesting. Well, that's cool. we'll do that to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I love that you know you consider yourself the baby and everything yeah. like that, but you've gotten that kind of confidence and yeah. understanding and love for yourself, prioritizing yourself over. Because for me, mm-hmm. twenty nine thirty, yeah, like legit. Yeah, until it was like. 
no, I need to do this for me. No, I need really? to like hard pass on this. And it still kind of is an, an issue for, for me. For sure, like, for me I'll too. I'll be like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. And then I don't have the time. Thinking about your planner like. Right. Yeah. And even athlete, not even trying to be like awesome. Like, I don't know if we can cuss here. Like, just not cuss. even negative, awesome fuck nigga shit. It's <laughs> just like. When I wanted to come to last weekend, when I hit you up and I was like, I want to come. I was like trying to dodge other stuff so I could like make way to come Mm -hmm. see him at his thing. There was a miscommunication there. He didn't answer. He said he didn't get my notification. First of all, she FaceTimed me. How about you text me or call me? He wasn't that drunk. He said he didn't get FaceTime notifications. I don't get my well, FaceTime notifications. You probably didn't because if you're, if the Wi-Fi wasn't on, you might not get it. Until then you don't you get the notifications. See, That's you'll nasty. believe her ass, but you won't believe me. She ain't got no reason to lie to me. I have no She's reason to lie to What reason I got to lie to your ass? You a nigga. We're connected. Right. Thank you. Oh. I'm sorry. Thank you. Honestly, if no you didn't have a penis, person. we it's, might. You didn't talk to your fellow niggas. Yeah. We don't trust these hoes. We don't trust these hoes. We don't trust these hoes. Just like we are connected. We're connected, but we are connected. The fuck? We connected and it's been years, nigga. It don't always have to be years. I did want to connect back to that because I remember that we were all talking about. Like being in like spotlight essentially. I love. I really want to be a speaker of some sort. Like I want to be on a TED talk. Is that weird? Yeah, Yeah. no, that's That's, not weird. That's one of my life goals is to have a TED talk. Oh my god, my life goal is to be on a TED talk. Say less, sis. Like dead. Like I really love presenting. And I might sound conceited, but I don't mind being the center of attention. I don't mind being, you know, like, (laughs) I love it. And I did perform in undergrad, and acting has always been something that I've considered. But I think that more so I want to speak. Mm. Or if I did an ad-lib kind of performance, I'd probably be down for that. Like improv? Yeah. The improv class in New York. It was pretty fun. That's lit. Mm -hmm. But yeah. What were we talking about before, niggas? She was FaceTime. about to say. She was asked a question. The baby. She said, oh, "Finding no. herself." Saying no. And Finding you said, yourself. Twenty nine thirty. Yeah. So it's like I don't even try to be like on some sneaky stuff. It's like I'm legit trying to do things. And the so other I, week when I came to see you for his party, when I something met, two weeks when ago. I, yeah, yeah, two yeah. Weeks ago. And you bought the good ice. Yes, I, I was. You. I had. We were doing a play mm. for this empowerment movement thing or oh, whatever. I love it. So I was in this other play and. um I get there to do rehearsals for the before the show, whatever. We run through the show with the dancers and everything like that. Then I left there, came, got the ice, came Dang, to the you party. you got the ice after that? Mm-hmm. Came to the thing, real. left. You saw I was only there for like an hour. Right, right. I left to go back to the place to change, to get in costume, to perform. You had to perform that night? Yeah, I had to perform right after that. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's like, really nice like, of you. Go back or whatever. But that's just like, I don't want to disappoint anybody. I don't want to be that's, that. And it's yeah, like I'm constantly I working, feeling. but I want to be involved. Yeah. I don't want people to not invite me places. Yeah, I do right, enjoy right. my friends and I do enjoy having a social life. But it's like I legit can't make it all the yeah. time. So it's like... Even you know, so like, and, and that's just that's somebody who made the cut. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like other people can't make the cut, but I'll exactly. be like, I'll try. Yeah, going good and damn well. You, you got to perform at 7 p.m. What you doing? Exactly. You right. know, good damn well you got rehearsals Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. You know, damn well you got a show on Friday. Why don't you tell everybody yourself. that you gonna come? Are you a people please? Big man. Or were you a people please? I have been, and I'm trying to break myself of that. That's a big yeah. thing too. That's a yes. big thing too. Yeah. And my FOMO kicks in sometimes too. Like real yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. For me, sometimes it's like, like I want those memories with you, but I just can't. Yeah. And yeah. I think like being the oldest, you know, there's that pressure. Even mm. being the oldest of no, your siblings, no it's like you're oh. middle. But it's not. I'm the sh- baby. It's not what you think. I was raised as an only child, but I'm the middle child. Gotcha. So. Like my developmental years, I was an only child in the home. Mm-hmm. So I have. Let's get back to that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like I'm the oldest, and you know, it's like I had a little brother. Oh yeah. You know, you just kind of like whatever. And then we were in the military, so we were away. Like mm. we moved to Germany when I was one. And I was in Germany for and... ten years. That's crazy. Awesome. Yes. Where were you? I was in Kaiserslautern. I was in a Schaffenberg. That's crazy. That's crazy. My dad was in Germany before I was born, so never, wow. I never got to like really move around. I continue to meet people from I was Germany. Born, my dad was stationed at Fort Bragg because he was airborne. 
Um, and he retired at Fort Bright as well. So okay. I was born in Fort Bright, all that. So that's yeah, like, oh. very adorable. <laughs> so sweet. Um, oh, it, it was my second year in grad school where I learned to start saying no because um, it was a lot of FOMO. It was, yes. I am a very intro- introverted person, but it was in grad school where that, like right now, I'm very much in the middle. I can very, like, I am extroverted, but also people drain my energy and I love my alone time because it, revamps me up so I'm like exactly. I love myself I love what I'm doing by myself and then I'm like oh dang I would like to hang out with someone and the cycle starts again yeah um but it was that second year in grad school so I was like I'm tired I beat I just can't like and I love you all yeah um but I, and I just I and I'd rather be doing this like even when we went out two weeks ago or whatever I left at 12 and I and now I should have left at 11 30 because I was just so tired and I was trying to hang on like, you just you get to the point I think maybe hopefully um, us younger folks and people behind us are realizing this a little bit more often. I mean, a little bit more sooner. But like, you have to get to a point in your life where you're being comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think people, generations before or before us, have been realizing that at 40. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I want to be comfortable now at 20, yeah. at 25, when I don't got no kids, I don't got no men, I got, I barely have any bills. Thank God. Um, like, no, I'm not gonna hang out all night. Exactly. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So. I don't it's, know where we got this standard where you have to take care of yes. everything and everyone and it, it is it's societal and also personality thing mm. like I said yeah. I-